Hi everyone, Sandman here. If there's any doubt that Toronto, Canada is the undisputed capital of feminism and gynocentrism outside of Sweden, then the link I'm including in the description below will prove it once and for all. Apparently women in this city are so bored with their lives that they have turned to policing games like Grand Theft Auto V and making sure that people don't create rape hacks for those types of video games. And the story in this video is covered by City News, one of the main local news stations in this city. They cover this story by interviewing a woman that's a gamer and a hacker, and basically says that simulated sexual assaults happen when your character is locked into place in the game GTA V, and then evil gamers do awful sexual things to your character. And now even the Toronto Police Department is paying attention as more women in this city complain about virtual rape online. But what are the police supposed to do? Shut down users in Russia and Asia that are outside their jurisdiction. The whole situation sounds like a gross mismanagement of public resources. I think that women should fight the problem of male hacking by hacking into these games themselves and modifying the gamer experience from a women's point of view. Anything a man can do, after all, can be done by a woman just as well, right? So I'm pretty sure that there are tons of female hackers out there with computer science degrees ready to fight this online scourge of virtual rape, right? Well, as far as I know, most game developers are actually male, and so are most programmers. So even if women wanted to modify these games and fight back, there probably wouldn't be enough competent female hackers to do this. And I think to some extent, as more women enter the gaming world, we'll probably see more of this type of behavior. The first time I heard about something like this, where a game would often lock down a player into a particular place, and then other players would come in and brutalize them in some other way, was back in the early 2000s, with the game The Sims. Back then, there were virtual gangs that would go around and surround a person's character, and then wouldn't let them move until you spent actual money on game items and passed those game items over. And the virtual gang was effectively extorting money from other players. Real money was being stolen, and yet I didn't hear about law enforcement getting involved. And here we have a case of hurt feelings, and Canadian women are just trying to police the unpoliceable internet. And I'm sure that the game companies and law enforcement will probably punish a couple guys here in North America or Europe, just to get women to calm down a bit. But this is really just a token gesture. I think what really needs to happen is that men need to have socially acceptable outlets to release their sexual, intellectual, and physical frustrations. Things like strip clubs, organized sports, and fictionalized video games are designed specifically to create outlets for male energy. Many men need a way to release the steam inside them, so to speak. And if they don't, then they may go out and take it out on a real person, instead of just doing it in controlled ways. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I believe that women want a man to release their aggression on them in sexual ways. And I think that's one of the reasons why dozens of women in Canada are now reporting Gian Gameshi, the famous Canadian radio personality. I covered this topic a couple of weeks ago, about his violent sexual behavior towards women, and most of the women accepted it, but now they aren't. In the real world, this idea that women don't report sexual and physical violence because they're afraid is not really correct. They don't report it because they need another woman to report it ahead of them, so they can basically feel socially accepted in bringing it up as well. Women have strength in numbers, and men's greatest strength comes from being individuals in many cases. Anyways, so now that we've seen women like Anita Sarkeesian and Zoe Quinn take the brunt of the attacks in this whole Gamergate fiasco, we are seeing women no longer afraid to speak up because it's now socially acceptable to criticize male gaming. And that's the thing about female nature. 
It's more like monkey see, monkey do, instead of original idea and original execution. Many women imitate each other and men that are often successful and attempt to replicate the success of others and take credit for it. And then women usually get upset when other women copy them, like the idea that they took from someone else, and they think that it was their idea and it was original to begin with. Anita Sarkeesian has unleashed the situation where other women are now going to criticize anything and everything that they see misogynistic in the gaming world. And the woman that was interviewed for this City News piece that I'm adding in the description below said that this type of behavior illustrates the misogynistic mentality that already exists in gaming. And she demands that people responsible for these modifications in the game environment need to be banned off the servers immediately. And the City News reporter says that the graphics are eerily realistic. However, after reviewing the so-called virtual rape scenes, which can also be seen by watching the video, you'll notice that they aren't very graphic, and the sexuality is just suggested. Feminists already get tax dollars to go out and point this type of behavior out to everybody, and now they want to waste police resources and taxpayers' dollars chasing down hackers that are probably in other countries and can't be held legally accountable. I think that the game companies should just limit who can use the games based on whether or not they hack these games in the first place. If you're caught modifying a game for any reason, you should be banned from that particular game environment. But oftentimes it's not quite that simple. Many gamers often modify their game sims as a way to customize their identity in those virtual worlds. So the gaming companies would lose a lot of revenue attempting to police their own online communities. Not to mention the money they would have to spend policing such environments as well. So most game companies will probably choose not to try and control their environments, because it might scare many gamers away if they reveal their identities, instead of keeping them anonymous, like they are now. If they eliminate the anonymity of virtual game players, then they can suspend an account that gets too many complaints. But how are they supposed to stop this type of behavior without losing money, just so they can pander to female gamers? Mind you, if 80 or 90% of the gamers playing a particular game are women, then they might just have to police their servers. But so long as the majority of game players out there are men, or the police basically don't force the gaming companies to change their ways, then there won't be any changes to the way that these games are played and policed. And there probably won't be any changes made to gamer culture in general either. With regards to men going their own way in gaming, I would suggest that if you're in Europe, North America, or Australia, try not to play with game modifications, especially if they are some of these sexual modifications. Otherwise, at some point, you can actually have a knock at the front door from the police. And with regards to the virtual rape that's found on GTA V, it's not like most male players know who they're playing against, and if they're females that they're playing against as well. So the idea that male gamers may chase female online gamers trying to rape them virtually is preposterous. Another problem with this supposed virtual rape culture are internet cafes. The story that I mentioned from City News also shows a cyber cafe in the story. But are these cafes supposed to be held liable if a gamer uploads a mod to one of their computers and plays the game anonymously online? The policing of virtual rape would be insanely complicated in such a case, and it's only virtual. What happens next? Are women going to try and police the fantasies of men? Are they going to try and get into our heads and weed out any bad thoughts that we may have? Women's obsession with safety and trying to control male spaces may have gone a little bit too far this time. Time will tell, of course. People watching the City News piece thought that it was published by The Onion, and they didn't think that virtual rape could be taken seriously. And with regards to gaming, one commentator said this, Women ruin everything. Just rename them to The Fun Police and be done with it.
Anyways, now I want to change the topic to something that the YouTuber called Canadian MGTOW brought to my attention in his blog called The Horrendous Odds in Online Dating. And I'm putting a link to his blog down in the description below. And according to him, the odds of finding a good woman are roughly 122 to 1 if you follow his math. And he went as far as to say that given an average man spends $50 on an average date, then he'd have to spend $6,100, or roughly one-third of his average after-tax income, to find a woman in one year. Now I'm starting to understand why there are so many restaurants popping up in every corner here in Canada. If men are spending a third of their money dating, and women are spending a third of their money on their appearance, then the economy is largely lubed up by courtship rituals that go nowhere in most cases. People are dating each other and going nowhere, but the industries associated with attraction are the ones making a fortune. Gyms, clothing stores, makeup counters, restaurants, bars, and hotels. MGTOWs are not only starving women of attention, but we're also starving all of those industries associated with things that are tied to superfluous consumption. If we stop spending money on women, we literally reshape the economy into something completely different. What we choose to spend our money on ends up shaping the culture. And many of the men going their own way out there are actually spending their money on video games, and have shaped gamer culture for the last three decades. Canadian MGTOW also mentions that even though you have to go through 122 women while you're dating, and he also assumes that you're dating twice a week to find a desirable woman with the criteria that matches test. So assuming that his numbers are correct, then it means that for most of history the overwhelming majority of male and female relationships were very unhappy ones because the available number of suitors for both males and females were probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 100. And assuming that this is correct, then nature has created us not to be happy first and foremost, but to survive and reproduce. The idea of self-determination and personal happiness is one that has only been around during the Industrial Revolution. At the end of the day, the conclusion that Canadian MGTOW has reached is basically that it takes 12 years to find a perfect woman, and while you're looking for her, she's probably off-riding the cock carousel. So if you guys have the time and motivation, please read through his article and let me know what you think Canadian MGTOW's stats on this particular issue are, and if he's accurate. It certainly sounds very accurate to me, as I have a friend that went out for almost 200 dates to find the woman that he's currently married with, and they still argue in their marriage, and they aren't very ideal together. And even he said it's a numbers game when it comes to dating. Anyways, that's it for today's video. Thanks again for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.